Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rich Wilson, and I talk to funny and interesting people about their experiences with men's mental health. Insane in the membrane. This week, we're in a social area up at Comedy Central, lounging about on a sofa, having a chat to Reese James, a very confident, very funny young man. I've got to be honest, the sofa's threw me a little bit, very comfortable, and uh, I've only got little legs, so it was, it was difficult to sort of get a grip, but we got there, and uh, Reese was excellent company, as you'll, as you'll hear. So, uh, tuck in. Well, a lot of men's behaviour was comes out of the fact that we couldn't have a fucking conversation. Yeah, exactly. So you have to, you know, you don't have to, but some world-famous comedians have to invite female comedians on tour and then wank in front of them <laughs> just because they couldn't tell they their... Because they couldn't tell their dad that they wish... Because they loved them. <laughs> ...that they could have a hug, yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK, well, now you've explained it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but that's what it is. And uh, so are we, we're all on, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we're, we're all, all on. We're on. I stick this on me. I, I try not to say anything, but occasionally... Um, I bring him in. Right, right. I think it adds against a, my will. It, I it's think always it makes him yeah. more legit. <laughs> there's nice. Like, there's always nice to have a producer presence on a podcast that's often referred <laughs> to. in the background. Well, yeah, it makes yeah. it like I say, you always it makes have it more like legitimate and yeah, just like also it just changes the way you perceive the whole thing rather exactly, than just exactly. Rich is wandering around with a mic in his hand, going like yeah, yeah, just talking <laughs> comedians, gesturing with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like come a, and talk to me, like a newsreader. Yeah, yeah, cornering them in gigs. It's <laughs> like so, no, no, no. I've I've had to get someone involved I've in this. I've done this. this yeah, is there's an, it's been organised. We booked a time. Place. This yeah. wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Paul. This would just be again a bunch of recordings on a laptop. Yeah, you know. So I've got Jade and Paul to thank for that, and. Uh, yeah. Or to blame. Or to blame. <laughs> yeah. For making, well, it, There's a lot to answer for, Paul. <laughs> for making me do actual work, <laughs> which is good, because it actually, it actually fires you up to, to write new material, because you're doing this, so you feel positive. Do you know what I mean? Because you're doing something right, else right. that fires you up, you kind of, it, it makes you, instead of just sitting back and just relying on the 20 that you've been doing for the last... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it drives me absolutely mad, that. Yeah. I get in. That's the... That is the cause of every rut. Like, actually, even life rut has been, I'm doing the same stuff and I need to stop. Yes. And the only way I've ever got out of it is new material. Yeah. Every time. This is it. Alan, when did we meet? About 10 years ago in Tring, was it? Tring? Yes, and actually, do you know what? I'm amazed that you remember that. Because <laughs> I uh, associate you with me starting out in comedy. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but I don't, I don't look at you and go, it reminds me of Reese James' first gig. I just... You're one of the first people I met. That was That's like right. a very, very early gig for me. Yeah. And I couldn't remember. It was 
when like we said I was going to come and do this podcast I kept thinking that's what I associated with but I kept thinking I can't remember specifically yes what the gig was so I searched your name in my email inbox and I found it yeah, yesterday right. oh wow and I was like oh fucking it was Tring and it Tring. was the roving comedians comedy thing yeah. where like you and two other acts I think Henning Van and Ben Norris and Ben Norris right, yeah. rotated there was three gigs on at once three and like, gigs and then there was three MCs yeah me and Matt Richardson that's right and a oh, wow. man who has since quit stand-up called Alex Clissold Jones oh blimey I don't think he does stand-up anymore and if he does that, I'm really sorry. That's so, so <laughs> yeah. mean. He's probably doing a tour Edit. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge in LA, weirdly. Um, we hosted, and That's I'd fine. never emceed before, and I've barely emceed since. Oh, wow. It was, in, it was really fun. It was. It was in a pub garden. Yeah, my, the one I was doing was in outdoors. In the sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a barbecue outside in a pub yeah. garden, and the stage was like essentially on a trap door. I've but done it, it felt like someone was going to pull a lever <laughs> if you were not funny and you weren't going to disappear. Yeah, Old yeah. Old school. So I started, oh, I, wow. I was at Tring because I used to, I grew up in Hertfordshire mm. and I literally got the gig because Matt Richardson said, oh, Reese lives near there. Right, yeah. <laughs> and the guy went, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I need someone to come play this gig, presumably do, for free. Uh, so then I was like, great, stage time. Little did I know there was not a stage <laughs> and it was Trap far too time. much time, yeah. Um, and I... Oh yeah, did you have to fill in when, if the, if the comet was running late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, and Holy I'd never, shit, never compared before in my Oof. life. And to be honest, even doing a set, I had like six minutes. <laughs> it's such a useful thing. If, if you are a new comic, fucking compare a gig because you have no choice but to be fearless. No, you have dude. to just be like, oh, right. Yeah. I've got yeah. nothing to, I've got nothing to say. So. Especially like that in the deep end as well. Yeah, you've yeah. Got, you've got a pad for time and. Yeah. I mean, I t I've said that before. I mean, I don't, I hate, I don't want to sound like I'm Ben Kenobi when new acts come along. I don't got any advice, but yeah. what I do say is if you can MC anywhere, like you've just said, yeah. do it, because it toughens you up and it teaches you to come out of your 20. Yeah, you know, yeah. If something happens, yeah. you're able to come out of your material. And what's very typical of me and the way I've behaved throughout my life is that I, that moment where we did that gig and I realized, oh, comparing, that's the way to actually become an organic and good comedian right. because of this coming out of your 20 and being fearless uh, I then basically never compared again <laughs> even though I pretty much said those words out loud to myself if yeah. you want to be a good comedian compare I just went you know what I'm going to do this the hard way and I never did again which is what I have done my whole life is I've identified the exact thing I need to do and then I've actively not done it <laughs> because I'm a lazy piece of shit. Is that what it is? Or do you think you're... I'm lazy and scared. That's the whole... Lazy, <laughs> lazy and scared. <laughs> if, has that always yeah. been a problem for you? Like you say, it, all the way through your life? You yeah, all the time I do stuff like that and I just go, right, well, it's, well, it's simple. All you need to do is this. All you need to do is get up at 6 a.m. and then yeah. go and go for a run and then do, do, do this. And, and you know what? The night before, I, I am going to do that every time. <laughs> and then obviously... You, yeah. Wake up and go, well, of course not. I'm me, remember? I'm just, I'm a different person to last night. I, this is a new day, Reese. Now I feel, yeah, I feel Which is good true of like everyone, yeah, yeah, but it was like, yeah, it was the same all through school, all through university. It was just like, well, all you need to do is just work to this degree. And not even like work insanely hard. Just work to this degree and yeah. you'll be fine. I mean, just enough. like, oh, right, I didn't, I still didn't. Um, do you know what? I it worked out fine. It worked out fine. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, the amount of conversations I was would have with like, that work with like, um, heads of year and my parents of like not living up to potential and I was like well get fucking used to it because that's my middle name yeah, that's on you that's yeah on you, and now yeah. when it now when I don't live up to potential in comedy 
I'm just like, well, of course. I'm the, I'm the guy. This is the thing. This is what I do. This is my act. <laughs> That's why I like to open my sets really strong and then just, just peter bit. out for 20 minutes. Just go, I know, just... we all thought this was going to be great, didn't we, at the start? I had those two one-liners and then... Uh, and then that was it. That was so it. So there's no disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what it is. You're running from disappointment. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but you've had a good, you've had a good, a good childhood, a good life. But apart I mean, from all that, apart know, from not being asked to do anything. That's quite, that's too vague a question, I'd say, Rich. Was it? Yeah, this is the thing, I'm not Paxman, so. Have you had a good life? Had a good life, mate? <laughs> you know what, I'd actually love Paxman to ask that to an MP. Can you imagine that? They're talking. Yeah, what's your problem? Yeah. What was your life like before They're this? They're talking about legislation, quite a lot of detail, and then just, rather than pressing him going, give me an answer, he just goes, have you had a good life? Yeah. And then just see them blindsided by that going, <laughs> Well, oh, good point, good question. Oxbridge was good. Uh, I had a, yeah, I suppose I had a um, good childhood. I mean, I had a kidney removed when I was 10 years old. Did you? Yeah. What happened there? Well, my kidney died. Right, okay. It collapsed. And just took it away. And then they said, um, yeah, I was about eight years old, pissed blood, and was like, uh, mum, is this puberty? <laughs> so yeah, I was like, this, this, isn't, this isn't normal. <laughs> and also it wasn't just, it was like it actually painful. Yeah, right. So then I was like, well, this is urgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, what, this is what a precocious eight-year-old I was. Um, Mum, there's an urgent matter to do with my penis right now that needs to be addressed. <laughs> so we... Uh, well, because you're so vague about everything, I was like doing the bare minimum. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'll get around right. to it this afternoon. We've got the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then I was like, we went to the doctor. They were like, yeah, you fuck, mate. Basically what happened is that one of the kidneys had just like shriveled up and was now doing 20% of the work or something. Wow. When it's meant to be obviously 50. Yes, yes, but because yes. it was only doing 20, the other one wasn't, because it was still there the other one wasn't going up and then doing 80 it, over, it was it still was doing like, 50 right so then they were like look you don't have to have it removed but if you want we will and i was like well i do because i'm going to get weeks off school <laughs> and it is causing me agony we first realized actually when um i was staying at my friend james's house and i was just bedridden like oh, writhing right. in pain right. because my parents had gone to a James Taylor concert, <laughs> <laughs> which they would do all the time. They, the only concert I remember my parents ever going to when James I was a kid Taylor. was James Taylor. They love James Taylor. The and American I actually, singer. I love James Taylor oh, as well. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I wasn't, when they were there, I was like, I'm dying. Right, yeah. James Taylor. Yeah, I've seen fire and rain and I've seen blood coming out of my dick. Um, so, <laughs> so they, and they don't, I don't remember them rushing home. I don't remember. I seem to be like, oh, oh yeah, we sorry, can, we got trapped sorry, in it's going to be like part. three hours, I think. When does it end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get into the, you just get into you've got a friend. So I think we're going to leave it. And then, um, yeah, had it removed. Wow. And then what happened? Were you, was you, was it? Well, it's fine. Sort of. I was absolutely fine. Yeah. I mean, nothing, it hasn't affected me at all. I mean, obviously, you're looking at me, and yeah. I do look ill. I've always looked a bit ill. <laughs> you don't look, I don't know about um, that. You just, I don't know. You just don't like a Ill. pale, like, yeah. weed, like young dweeb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I didn't drink alcohol for ages. Right. So, like, when, we, when everyone was, like, 14, 15, and they were drinking alcohol, I was always saying, no, I don't drink. But the actual reason I was doing that yeah. is because my best friend, a, a very cool man probably the most popular boy in school. Right. By which I mean the self-proclaimed most popular boy in school. You know how oh, the popular really? kids at school like, everyone actually <laughs> fucking hates? So like he was like, somehow would be considered like the king of the school, but everyone hates the main jock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was basically that, and he played football for Cambridge or Peterborough. Right. And he didn't drink because he was taking that seriously. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I don't drink either. 
and then I was suddenly needed a reason so as not to be like I'm copying him so yeah. I've only got one kidney and I was like well that is a more valid reason actually yeah, than oh cool I play for well. Cambridge fuck off mate I've got one kidney <laughs> but it was uh, people sort of figured it out given that I was this this guy's shadow. I mean, I was doing everything this guy did, oh, right. except yeah, being were, good at football. Records, he's lost a kidney. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Not a> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was he's just, just like, copying Clive. Yeah, his so, name yeah, was, yeah. yeah. His name is Luke. I don't mind it. There you go. Being out there, I've said loads of stuff about him publicly before. His name is Luke. He now promotes a nightclub. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Champion. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic footballer journey, isn't it? <laughs> David Bentley and my mate Luke. Those are the classics. You're not. I know that you're not into football, so that I'm probably, not into football. probably meant no, very little no, to you. No, what no. I just said. But there's yeah. a lot of talk, talking about toxic masculinity and you know like the, and you know, mental health and it's everywhere now. People, that, it gets to a, I feel it's getting to a point that the words mental health are getting banded around, maybe too much. Like we touched on this the other night when we had a brief chat. Yeah, yeah. And it, there are you know there are people that genuinely suffer yeah. with their mental health, and it's you know it's it's it becomes a pro, you know they can't even they can't even function in everyday life. Like yeah. going up the shops becomes a major yeah. deal. Yet I f sometimes I feel and I, f you, I don't know you we had a brief chat the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe some people are it's may, may, especially in this industry they they jump on buzzwords. Yeah, it's a little bit of um. Yeah, it's hard to know because obviously mental health exists in, in different degrees all the time. Yeah. But there's people who use it as a bit of a badge of honour, I think. It's like it's an, it's yeah, an angle, yeah. isn't it? Everyone's yeah, just constantly yeah, yeah, looking yeah. for an angle. What the, the thing specifically that I would refer to is, um, I think people, I think there's a lot of people who use the word anxiety wrong. Mm. And I think there's a difference between anxiety and anxiousness. Yes. Because of course you feel anxious. Like there's blurbs I've read that are like. God, with all this Trump stuff, my anxiety's through the roof. And you go, yeah. Well, absolutely, the, yeah. That's a human, human reaction yeah. to, to some bad news. Yeah. So, of course, it's not, it doesn't, I don't perceive it as anxiety. And there are people for whom um, things like Trump should make them nervous because he specifically targets certain demographics. Yes, yes Right, yes. so fair enough. Yeah. But then, like, when people are just like, God, isn't the world so messed up? And it's sending my anxiety crazy. You yeah. go, yeah, yeah, but but it, that's just normal anxiousness, that's being nervous. Or people who just like, say they suffer from, oh God, yeah, well I've got really bad anxiety because just before I go on stage, I feel for scared. You go, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're about to, to do something that you shouldn't do. <laughs> it's like, it, it, that's such an instinctive reaction. It's called being nervous. I mean, like it's your body saying, this is a risk, don't do it. Yeah. And often you shouldn't, because like I, it's, I had a conversation with my mum about it. Yeah. I, it. This was a couple of years ago and I had like a month where I was just like going a bit mad in my head. And I was just like chatting to my mum about it and she said, well, does it feel like this? And I know that all anxiety feels different, but then she basically just described. Right. And she just like became a different person. She's like suddenly monologued this description of what happens in her head. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, no, I do not have anxiety. I mean, that's <laughs> some serious shit. And mine yeah. is just, oh, I'm sad today. Um, <laughs> it's definitely and I was like, look, there are different, different levels and yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, I just think, uh, also I, I just, I'm a big believer in show don't tell. So mm. if you're doing art about yeah. something and you want us to know that you suffer from anxiety, just like if you want us to know that you're a bit of a geek, then yeah. just like we should know that. You shouldn't We'd be able to see. You didn't have yeah. to say the phrase. Oh, well, I'm a geek, so because I do this, you just we should know that you're a geek because yeah, that's yeah. the act. So we because you're dressed as Spock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're on stage doing stand-up, so you're not yeah, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're. It's actually I was talking to Paul Perry. 
um, and I was saying to him a couple of weeks ago, and I'm saying, oh, I'm, again, I was like, mate, I feel, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, I'm feeling on edge, I can't calm down, I'm worried about everything. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's anxiety. And I'm like, but I, oh, I don't, I didn't realise that's what it was. Well, that's another thing that this conversation might highlight. Yeah. Um, because I've had similar conversations like that. Mm. What we might be doing, so what I might be doing, yeah by saying, no, nah, people are using it wrong. You're saying it's anxiety when it's not. It's just mm. be, it's just normal. Yeah. That might be being a man. So yeah, it might be yeah, just yeah. being like, no, 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 it's not anxiety. I don't suffer from anxiety. Well, I'm not asking for I directions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't suffer from anxiety. This is just what it's like to be a person. And then you just realize, oh, actually, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. So that, th this might be the case. I still think, <laughs> I, th I think people, not intentionally. What I'm trying to say is I don't think it's intentional. I think most of the time it's not a vindictive, well, I'm going to get no, some mental not. health no, no. points. I yeah. just think people have heard this, going, yeah, it's probably that. And they just use it to just yeah. do it. And then you just go, no, 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 there are people who seriously yeah, man. have this. Yeah, 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 my brother's 45, still lives at home with my mum and dad. And he can't, he can't be in crowds. Like we went to, yeah. we went to Toby Carvery. I know, I'm just showing off now. <laughs> yeah, 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 all right, mate, uh, okay, now. All right, we've all been out, mate. <laughs> and um, and he, he freaked out, I had to take him home. He can't, he just cannot function. They were, and when we were growing up, they, they called it social, social phobia. Well, has he had it his whole life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's a, and that becomes debilitating for him, you know, and he's, he's got his, they, they reckon he's, he might be a little bit autistic, he's, but it's undiagnosed. Mm. There's all these other things going on. That he, work, he works in his caretaking a special needs school and he lives at home with mum and dad and you know and he, but he's got it he's got it just right and he feels right, safe right, right, in that right, environment yeah. but if you take him out of it he freaks out yeah. and, which is so that's proper mental health issues yeah I've got else a that, mate who yeah. developed that right. it, like at I think at university okay and was like a very social mates through childhood was extremely social yeah extremely loud like good at sport which is obviously the right. most helpful thing when you're at school <laughs> and then just like dropped out of uni and was just and is now just yeah just like lives at home and just can't wow and just like how does that yeah how does is that it? emerge how does that come about how is it not a chemical thing that you're just yeah. like you start with it's weird it's it's all, there's so much going on subconsciously that we don't understand that yeah it, it's, it's, it's hard man. it's horrible yeah, yeah. it's heartbreaking yeah. So you got into comedy. Yeah. Did you always want to be a comedian? Yeah. yeah. I, um, well, here's the sort of affluent area I went to. Go on. I always wanted to be from, uh, from like 13, I think I was like, I want to do stand up comedy. Right. No one young was famous no. as a stand up comedian at that time. So when I was watching comedy on telly, it was Jack D and Joe Brand were the, fame, right. yeah. like the really famous comedians. And I just thought, oh, I want to be a comedian, but you have to be 40. Yeah. So, um, I genuinely thought at 13, so until then, I'll probably just go into advertising or something. That's the sort of fucking area, because I was like, it's a creative outlet, but it's realistic. <laughs> That's the sort of fucking upbringing I had. And then- You sound very, put to get, very well put together. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, and that, but that's why people now suspect me of being a murderer. <laughs> so, you know, like I've got a vibe where people like, when we, I did that show, um, Roast Battle, yeah. and when we were doing it, we were just stood like in the green room and Felicity Ward said, what do you think of this joke? I'm about to do this joke against Reese Nicholson. Right. Yeah. What do you think of this joke? Because you told me this extremely dark joke, and I basically didn't react. And I just went, "Yeah, great. That's really funny." And then, ten minutes later, she came back and said, "Reese, I've said that joke to a few other people, and some people have like 
the mostly expressed concern that it might be too offensive. Um, and I suddenly realised that you're the absolute worst person to ask because you don't feel emotions. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, you don't have empathy and you don't and so, so I don't know why I, you basically haven't blinked since I've met you I don't know why you I should have asked you and I was just like yeah well you're on fucking roast battle so where else are you going to do it and then she was and also Felicity Ward is like a big like mental health person who talks yes. about anxiety and yeah, shows yeah, and yeah. stuff and said on, on that and I think it was even in the edit said like this is really off brand for me but she still did the fucking joke yeah. and it was great and it went well so you were right it was right. about Hitler it was great stuff yeah so I was right but I was like it doesn't you can't apply that to anything else um the whole like being an emotionless fucking weird <laughs> but yeah said you but that's the sort of like the sort of child who thinks well I want to be a comedian but logically I will go into advertising is exactly the sort of person who grows up to not care if you do an insanely offensive joke um, but yeah I basically what happened is I got to 17 and then Jack Whitehall got famous right. I was like well he uh, is so, so young yes. and he was like 19 when he was famous famous he yeah, was like yeah, presenting yeah. Big Brother That's right. Big yeah. Brother's Big Mouth or whatever it was called by yeah. then and I was a fan of when Russell Brand presented that show so I right. watched it and I was, a, I was a fan of Jack and then I was like oh fuck it and actually I remember I'd emailed in Luton there's a venue <laughs> called The Hat Factory Yes. and I'd emailed them saying can I come and do comedy at your venue yeah. it's really near my house it's local to me it's the nearest place to do comedy and then they were like oh we don't do it anymore and then six months later I got an email from them saying we're doing an open mic night do you want to come and do comedy and I literally showed the email to my mum at 17 and said well I guess I've got to stop making excuses and just do it and I was like it's 17 <laughs> so I'm not I'm like, yeah I think back to that I think I hadn't made any excuses <laughs> what excuses was I referring to your mum just must like, look at you going she was like yeah do what you want I don't fucking care and then I went and did it and I was really one linery I was really like um, really Jimmy Carr right 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 those sorts of gags yeah and yeah, I did like yeah. eight minutes which is quite a long time for that's a long gig, time but yeah, I just man. like did every joke I'd ever written right and got away with it uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's why I did it. It's bit, it you, Jack Whitehall is to blame for me starting <laughs> because it was just like, oh, you can do this young because yeah. he's he's now the most exciting, like most yes. talked about comedian in the country. Yeah, man, and you're right as well because it was that, it didn't even occur to me until I didn't start till I was in my thirties. I was thirty-two, and even then it was because someone said, oh, you can make money from doing this, and I was like, mm. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gave me a gig, and then it went all right, and then it kind of just went from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. There was no plan at. I certainly wouldn't have said wouldn't even dream of saying something like that to my <laughs> such mum and dad. It's, such a, it's so characteristic though it's like all, all these things when I think back to them yeah. like in interviews you get asked about first gig and stuff you didn't ask me that I just said it but when you think back to like what led up to it and yeah. saying things like that saying the thing like the advertising thing saying the thing like um, I've got to stop making excuses it's just so fucking characteristic of my dead-eyed I can imagine when you were <laughs> non blinking weird yeah you just came out and just went morning yeah 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 just clap my hands what, we got, what right. we doing right yeah. best, best, I better stop making excuses yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is this fucking thing you've given birth to <laughs> that's so funny my first words were right I guess I've got to stop making right. excuses and start talking have I <laughs> better stop fucking about <laughs> yeah towel <laughs> right those two years have been a waste of time come on give me a pen and paper <laughs> <laughs> Haven't I got a tax return to do or something? <laughs> yeah. You're like the original Stewie Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the act, isn't it? That's the whole thing. Shit. You, so are you, have you, has it been commented on before about you being an emotionless robot? And... Uh, no, I think it's got more. I think it's become You more... just come to that conclusion on your own. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly. It's been commented on. It has been commented on before, people saying 
yeah, just like, I wrote this line, I've done it on stage a couple of times, it's so fucking, uh, it feels like I need to do finger guns after it. Always room for finger guns, It's man. just a bit like, um, lip bitey, like, <clears throat> line. <laughs> I don't know how to explain, I don't know the word to use, it just feels a bit, ugh. But it works in the context, but the sentence is, people say I lack empathy, I don't see where they're coming from. Right. right it's just really, it's just like, it seems like it's on a fucking postcard, that joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was just, yeah, and also like my show this year is called Snitch, because I've just got another line where I just say, um, I've got the demeanor of a prison snitch, which no, is basically yeah. the whole, it, it is my, Demeanor yeah. on and off stage, it's just like I just seem like a little shit. Randall, is it Randall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, from recess. Yeah. What it actually was is just like, I'm the sort of guy, I think, I think it comes across, I'm the sort of guy who like was next to the bully. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> side of yard him. Yeah, yeah, go on, get him. And I wasn't, I wasn't, but it definitely seems like I was. Yeah. And I also just like, I, I, I wasn't not that. You know right, I mean, right, it's like right. I was just—I would I, because I was doing anything. I was small. I was tiny. Yeah. Um, was I was a, I was definitely like one of the small boys. I was really short, and it was a big deal. Yeah. Like it affected me a lot, and there was a lot of conversations about it in my family and stuff. Oh like, really? Yeah, yeah. So I well, like you were stunted. They almost. told yeah, but I wasn't. There were obviously like three of us in the year that were like that, like there are all the time. Mm. But I was like affected by it massively. Yeah. And there are pictures of me where it's like, I literally look 10 years younger than my mates when I was like 15, it's insane. And I I was told years later by my parents that my mum had talked about like, maybe like getting some hormones or something. Oh, wow. But my dad was like, no, I was like that. Just don't worry about You'll it. You'll have a spurt. Yeah, and, I mean, someday. <laughs> my dad, but my dad also. So my dad was like the smallest by miles in his like age group. Okay. And then he went to uni at 16 because he was in Australia and they're all fucking thick <laughs> at the time. They were, he, so they were just like, you're too smart. And he's not that smart. Right. I take back saying they're all thick. Yeah, I do apologise to anyone. This is in Australia. I take that back. What I mean is, uh, those are his words. And his address <laughs> you're is... You're quoting. Yeah. yeah. No, he... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They basically said, you're too smart to go to uni. So he went to uni at 16. And he was on the football team and stuff. So he was already small for his group of 16 right. And then he was at uni. Yeah. People were just like, what is this? <laughs> and he was like, great at cricket and football. He was just walking around. So people just... were just like, who... What has happened? <laughs> that is not... a bowl of hat and he was yeah, just... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Briefcase. That is not true to my experience. <laughs> Uh, it was not like, oh yeah, he's tiny, but he's the best at everything. It was like, he's tiny and he wants to put on these series of plays. Does anyone want to go see that? No, let's just leave him. We'll just, we'll just say we were there. That he's was... a bit of a ray gun this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was more my vibe. <laughs> so that was, so, well, mind you, that must be, well, you just said that you had, you know, you were feeling a little bit out of sorts recently. Yeah. So it must have been, from what you've been telling me now, that now, I, now you've explained it a bit more. That must have felt so unusual. If you're not, I'm not saying you're disconnected, but you're, mm. you know, emotionally, you kind of just go, ah, oh, doesn't matter. It's all, well, I'll just do this. Yeah, it was more that. like when I, so I went to when I came back from university, I lived at home. I lived with my parents for a year and a half. Yeah, obviously trying to do comedy full time. Right, and I'm really grateful to. Like, it, my family are so, I've always been so open. Yeah. There's so many, it's, I think it's quite rare, maybe not for my generation, but definitely like, if I speak to comics, people don't know what I'm talking about. Right. But I could, I've always felt like, oh, I could talk about anything. Yeah, okay. So we did. So like, when I lived at home that, when I was like, what would I have been, 21, 22? Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and my mum would just like, have long conversations that were, like, had emotional depth to them. Wow. And it was like actual conversation, and it was just always just like, yeah, anyway, night. 
Wow. It was never like, it wasn't emotional. It was just like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? How sometimes you feel like this and then da, 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 And then like, Holy for shit. me, it's this. Yeah, and, she'd be, and it'd be like, oh, right. So the reason I didn't have those moments alone is I think because of, I've already said all that yeah, I've already yeah, done yeah. all that, that and because I, but I was also a teenager who was like writing poetry and like right you know, yeah we're getting, so was, to, we're getting to it now I was getting all yeah. this shit out early <laughs> doors I was like writing I used to enter short story competitions when I was 11 on the internet fuck's sake yeah yeah I'm an absolute <laughs> prick <laughs> I'm the worst um, these you were not good been. I didn't win I want to clarify I'm not like uh-huh. I was such a talent when I was 11. I used to, no, no, I just used to be a completely deluded little, I just used to love, for ages I tried everything. So I was like, I used to draw all the time and I was fucking shit and I used to write all these poems and like stories and stuff. And I used to like try every sport because I just knew there's something I need to do that I can actually dedicate myself to. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. And I used to like, I used to do like amateur dramatics and what? shit. I played Oliver, I did one play, I played Oliver. But the play was Two Gentlemen of Verona. No, it was Oliver. <laughs> it, was, it was Oliver. See, this um, is what I'm talking about. You've gone through your life. You just sort of fall into these. Like, you got Oliver when I was a... Yeah, but only because I was the smallest one there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah, the best yeah. actor. <laughs> there was no talent on display in the whole play because we were just... all at fucking amateur dramatics. <laughs> it was... It to fit the bill. It was absolutely abysmal. Yeah, I just looked like Oliver. So they were like, right, well, it's obviously you, isn't it? So the other small boy there was Indian. So they were like, Reese, you're Oliver. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so we, there was just shit like that. And then I, that was why it was, I know I was only 17, so it sounds insane. And I, I'm really grateful to the idea of like, oh, knowing what you wanted to do early and then doing it. Yes. Because I've had conversations with my mum where she's like, well, you yeah, know, I'm 62 and I still don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And it's just like, that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Not that that doesn't change because sometimes you just like have a, you know, a couple of months in stand up where you just go, I don't. Yeah, I'll this, you, I'll I'll I, I yeah. think I might have been wrong. Yeah. And then you just go, all right, well, what's the fucking point? Yeah, well, mate, I'm 14 years in and yeah. you get those, mo- those, you get a few weeks where the gigs aren't flying and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it happens to everybody and then it suddenly it lifts off again and, yeah. and you're fine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But I, the only plays, the only play I was ever in at school was the story of uh, Admiral Nelson. Great. And I, uh, I think they even invented a part. We played, there was three of us, 
Uh, and we were sugar cane cutters on an <laughs> island that you visited. And yes, we did blackface. They, they, oh they did it. They did, I remember it to this oh day. Oh my God. They did it to us. And we had to come out singing this song. We sang a song <laughs> and we were sugar cane cutters. And it was... It was How did it go down? Well... It was the most Too well. horrifying thing. <laughs> yeah, it's in this small town in Kent, and mm. they, yeah, they loved it. Fucking yeah, hell, man! So that's my that that's was nuts. I wow, put me off forever. Yeah, that's mad. <laughs> yeah, so that's more, that was the only sort of play I was ever in, and it put me off performing. And you'd think you'd have learned from that, but I saw your last Edinburgh show, and uh, there you were. I know the songs are something else, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? It's like Jim Davis and never went away. <laughs> oh god, I um I the next time I went back to Tring, yeah. I uh, was on doing an Edinburgh preview, doubleheader with Jim Davidson. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to go on second. After Jim Davidson? Yeah. Holy shit. So they phoned me the day before. No disrespect to you, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, No, feel free to disrespect me. Uh, I went on... No, of course not. (laughs) I can't feel a thing. So I went... They phoned me the day before the thing and said, just to let you know, as you know, all of these are doubleheaders. Mm. Uh, It was the most I'd ever been paid for comedy at the time, I think. Right. Or at least for a preview. And also, it was a preview to like 300 people. So I was like, I want to do it. Yeah. Um, It was for my debut show. And they said... The other act is Jim Davidson. It's sold out, and he also wants to go on first because he has to leave and go to a charity gig. And I was well, like, "Well, shit, of course yeah. he doesn't." And I was like, "Uh, fine." And I got there and I did it. I didn't even meet him because he spent the whole time before his show out in the foyer shaking everyone's hand to meet them before he went on. And he what? went off the stage immediately outside onto a moped and disappeared onto the back of a moped <laughs> and disappeared. And then I went on, and I opened with. To a crowd who, by the way, have just given the first standing ovation in Tring history. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, a, it's the Tringe Festival, it's called. And the to- right. promoter came backstage and was like, "That was fucking amazing. They've never given a standing ovation before in their lives." Oh, that's what you. That was incredible. Hear. We've been doing this festival for four years. They've never done that before. And I was like, "Okay." Uh, <laughs> and I was thinking, "Well, my show opens with genuinely a three-minute spoken word poem." Um, but let's have a go, shall we? But I went on and I said. Just like get a bit, I thought, God, get a bit of a laugh. Just say, oh, I hope you enjoyed my support act. A little bit of a laugh. <laughs> nice. And then I said, well, I, was, I got so confident from the laugh at that one joke that I said to an audience of people who have just given a standing ovation to Jim Davidson, I said, Jim Davidson had to go on first because uh, he's got to go off to a charity gig. I don't do a lot of charity gigs, but then again, my conscience is clear. Wow. And uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it was like, there was like six people clapped. <laughs> like, uh, yes. And then the, the, those are the people who'd come to see me. It, yeah. it quickly transpired. Was it mom, dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then uh, everyone else was like, what do you mean? And I was oh. like, anyway, I'll just start. Um, this is a poem called, <laughs> and fuck me. I mean, I got away with it. Yeah, right. But it was like, Holy oh, shit, but I just man. like, I thought of that line while I was watching him. I thought, I've got to say it now. Mate, I have to say it now. Such a good line. That yeah, was, I know. Yeah, and I was great. like, even as I said it, I thought, if, like, if I'd have been a few years more advanced, yeah. I would have said after it, look, I know in the context you're never going to have laughed at that, but that is fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, that's ri- and, and also, imagine being me and thinking, I've got to say it. Imagine being me now, having said it. I would have done all of that stuff and like talked about it for ages, but because it was, it was like, oh, God, move on. I didn't know what to do. It was my first show, so I was just like, oh, yeah. I don't know how to do an hour. <laughs> But I wish I'd done that. And I wish that had happened now. Or that if it happened now, I probably wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done the gig. Well, people are going to listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, At least I can get it out. Legend. Yeah, I had to get the. I had to tell the anecdote because I had to get it out. But it's such a good story. It's. I, I can't believe I didn't. And then afterwards, someone tweeted me 
right. just tweeted me directly saying, thanks for being current, relevant, and not sexist and racist, um, yeah. unlike someone else who was on tonight. Wow. Didn't even put his name. <laughs> and Jim Davidson, within 10 minutes, had found this and sent it to his followers saying, look at this fucking prick. I've got a standing ovation tonight. Wow. And it was like, have you found that? But <laughs> <laughs> no one had tagged him in it. No one even put his name. Maybe he put in, he put into Twitter racist. Yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's me. He searches racist and sexist and then he just goes, hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to listen to this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> Get a tweet. <laughs> so, Jim, if you're listening, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. But to tell you what, his show, uh, the middle 20 minutes, was absolutely fucking electrifyingly good. Well, this is what I've heard about him. Is it that was he's actually amazing. a nice guy. Amazing. The middle yeah. 20 minutes. So he opened with just really hack. It was just really boring and hack stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. First 20 and closing 20. Anyway, it was pretty yeah. homophobic, sexist, and racist. Right. But the middle 20, he was literally talking about the feeling he got in his gut when he was wrongly accused in Operation Utrecht. Oh, wow, yeah. Like that feeling in his stomach. Yeah. Like for a comedian like him who does the sort of stuff he does, to yeah. talk about that is like fucking hell. Amazing. And what was interesting about it, it's he was in an area like Tring, which is like quite a posh, yeah. savvy area. Yep. And that bit did way worse. Really? Yeah. And it was a brilliant stand-up. Yeah. So funny. So interesting. Like, wow, had depth man. to it. That's what you, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because that must, there's been, there was a couple of people in that U-Tree thing that hadn't done anything. Mm. And because they were around that time, mm. they all sort of got sort of dragged into it. Yeah. That must have been horrific Yeah. to, be, to have to go through that because... The pre because straight away people just go, oh, th there's no smoke about fire. Oh, they, oh, they've been mentioned, so they clearly yeah. did something. You know, like Freddie Starr and mm. people like that. That must have been well, That's why it's like, there's a constant, like, niggling... I mean, not for everyone, but there's a niggling pursuit of, like, when you're writing a new show, mm. of, like, oh, I just really don't want other people to also be talking about this. Right. So whenever you pick a thing, yep. if you think, oh, I've not heard someone say talk about this before, so I'm going to go and talk about this, it feels so much better than if you've just got a really good bit, but it's about a topic that other people have talked about. Yeah. For me, anyway, and I think for a lot of comics, especially when you're going to Edinburgh and you know you're going to be scrutinised yep. in a different light. On tour, it's different, and in gigs, it's different. But when you know, like, no, I'm actively asking people to review this, yeah. then they have every right to say look I've been to eight shows and everyone's saying this so yeah. this isn't original but that's why it must be there must have been a little bit of Jim Davidson that was like well no one's going to fucking Edinburgh and talking about being accused of being a paedophile are they in Operation U-Tree a bit of them going jackpot I've got my got my big clothes up but yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you, you must just be like, like that's why it was so exciting to watch because like, I've never seen anything like this No, never seen anyone come it. close to talking about anything yeah. like that yeah that bit, that that routine is amazing. Was amazing it's, as I remember it. You, I remember seeing it's a it's a famous interview now. You'll see it on YouTube with Matthew Kelly being interviewed by Frank Skinner. Because when Matthew Kelly was accused of abuse of child abuse or whatever right. it was, and Frank Skinner had made jokes about it, and then so then being in the interview and you see Matthew Kelly. I mean, he, he, I mean, I, you know, I love Frank Skinner, but Matthew Kelly really what shrinks that son. He's like, you know what you said. And it was, and you know, it was wrong to say it. Look at the interview on YouTube. Wow. And Matthew Kelly does not. Do and Frank. It, but, and, and Frank Skinner just, just like Frank's like, to... you know, he's still, he's still being Frank Skinner. He's still trying to keep it light. But yeah. Matthew Kelly, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking sinister. He's like, wow. Yeah, you know what you said. There's an amazing interview. There's an amazing it. Parkinson interview with Woody Allen. Right. At like the height of the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Woody Allen allegations. Right. Are we still calling them allegations? Oh man! Um, but they uh, and he keeps asking him about it, and then Woody Allen's just being like, "Yeah, I just don't want to. We're not discussing this. It's a legal matter." So, and then there's just a bit where he just goes, um, "You know, you you have a morbid curiosity here," and then oh. Parkins is just like, "No, I'm." I'm an interviewer. <laughs> I'm not curious. I, I didn't invite these people here because I'm curious yeah. about the Kylie. Or what I, I've got My you. job is to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I've always wondered, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 it's weirdly, I, um, I've borrowed that phrase so often, morbid curiosity. As a yeah. it's, the annoying thing about Woody Allen, he's fucking talented, and morbid curiosity is a great bit of language. It's great, man. Yeah, yeah. This is the like thing, he's a, a very morbid, talented man. Yeah, yeah, a morbid curiosity. Oh, yeah. I've used that so many times. <laughs> when people accuse me of all sorts of things, of course. Oh, blimey. I'll look forward to <laughs> no, that coming, coming out. <laughs> just to clarify, I can experience empathy, and I've never done anything wrong in my life. I was going to say, we're talking about no emotions, and then you start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't even surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, yeah, why not? Of course he was abusing everybody. Yeah, why not? Fuck. Something to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. While I'm here, hey, I better stop making excuses and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> oh, God. I recently watched that. I watched the Michael Jackson, or bit of the Michael Jackson uh, yeah. thing. And, yeah, I have to say, I was a bit... Because there was there's a guy called Razor Fist that debunks the whole thing. And he's got all this, yeah, razor Think fist. about the words you just said. I know, said. I know. There's a As guy. I said it, and I'm like, but again, I was in the middle of the sentence. I'm like, yeah. I have to say it now. There's a guy called Razor Fist <laughs> who debunks the whole thing. <laughs> oh, my God. You know who I'd want the fighting point? my corner? Yeah. You know, if I'm accused of something, if I want someone to prove that I didn't do it, they better be called Razor Fist or I've got no chance. Oh, man. I know. As I got into it, I'm like, oh, God. I just, I'm like... It wasn't in the documentary, was it? Razor Fist? No, no, no. He's this guy on YouTube. He's a guy on YouTube and he goes back. Oh, and he's on YouTube. That's good. He's on YouTube. Yeah, yes, they're always, be, they're always be, level-headed people, aren't they? <laughs> Those debunkers on YouTube. Oh, my God. This is like talking to my grandparents. <laughs> Are on that on the old YouTubes? Oh, yeah. um, God, and he debunks it. But he was going back over all the other court cases that have been and he was going, well, you know, they... They tried this in 19, wherever it was, and then this evidence and that evidence, and he shows all the, the paperwork yeah. and this and that, and then the old interviews, and, and I saw that before I saw the documentary. So I was like, ah, well, there, there you go, they're, they're idiots, they're clearly just trying it on for money. Then you watch the documentary and you go, mm. holy shit, no, I think he probably did it. Or something yeah. happened, and yeah. you're like, oh God, but now what do we do? Yeah, yeah, well, the Woody Allen stuff is like, I mean, people always go, well, he's been acquitted three times, like, he's been to court this many times, and he's been found innocent every time. You go, yeah, but that's just because we we wanted to believe that he didn't because he married Annie Hall. (laughs) But then then that's where the pendulum has swung so much. Well, well, partly because of, like, the way these movements have made us everyone go, oh, believe women and, like, listen and believe victims and stuff like that. But also because the last fucking 20 films he's made have been dog shit. (laughs) We go, who cares? Annie Hall was fucking ages ago, mate. Manhattan wasn't even that good. It was just black and white. Um, And then you just go, I don't care. But I'm like, I'm there going, um, actually, Midnight in Paris was quite good. (laughs) I quite enjoyed Sleeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're forgetting he did make Blue Jasmine quite recently and, uh, and it was actually a triumph and she did win the Oscar for it so <laughs> wasn't um, Louis C.K. in that <laughs> yeah. yeah and Andrew so Dice watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Andrew exactly. Dice Clay as well and Dice I love Andrew Dice Clay oh so much God. he's just such a fascinating man to watch in anything he's yeah. just such a weird 
Oh, he's in that show Entourage, which is also unacceptable. Have you seen Entourage? <laughs> no. It's seen bits of it. It's the broiest, like oh, it's God. the most like yeah. yeah I mean, it's, that, I think that's what it's I've not aged it. well at all. No. But Andrew Dice Clay is amazing in it. Mate, this is yeah. How are we doing for time? Good. All right. We do yeah. good. Perfect. This has been nice, man. Yeah. Because I like because this is the thing when we when we spoke the other day, and you would you we were going all right. Oh, you know, we're talking about mental men's mental health. You were like, yeah, well, I want to talk about this. And it was like the other side of it, right, which right, was right. a nice, refreshing. And now we realise you don't have any emotions. Yeah, well, You're they, a yeah, robot. yeah, that's certainly what people people say. Um, <laughs> Has I it been problematic in relationships? I, do, I don't think it's, like it's not really true. It's, just the, it's, the, it's my, my act implies that, yeah, probably. Right, right, right. But it's not really true. I'm not, I think it actually speaks to the whole point of this podcast is that I, I just hide them. Yeah, but just, just the whole right. point is I've just been disguising them all yeah. the time. But but I'm not. But I'm not one of those people who's like I, I refuse to cry in front of anyone. No, it's just that I often don't. Right, right, right. The thing I find is that like, uh, then you find that every time you cry, which is, I don't know for me it's rare. Every yeah. time I do, I'm like, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. This feels amazing. Oh, I love mate. this. Yeah. I love that I'm crying. This is great. <laughs> and the things that the thing that is the is bad is the dull, numb sadness. When you just go, I just feel low, and there's nothing to explain yeah. it. Because when you're crying, normally as well, it's like, oh, I can see the reason. Yes. I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm watching the last scene of Lady Bird. <laughs> I've read that Joel Golby article about his parents being dead, and now obviously I'm weeping for a year. I watched that Rob Delaney interview on Russell Howard about his child, yes, and no, I will mate. never stop crying in my life. Yeah. But then you go, great. I need. It's great to feel like this. Mate, we've talked about this on another podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you just when you just like, oh, I just woke up and I feel low and I won't stop feeling like this all day. Yeah. Then, uh, then you just like, for fuck's sake. It's hard, isn't it, when yeah. you get started? Because there's you you because you're saying to yourself, just go go out, yeah, or yeah, go yeah. and do this, or masturbate, or do something yeah, that's yeah. different, or do something to put yourself up. Yeah. But you don't want to do anything. Well, I go to. This is more not not really the feeling low. Mm. I started going to the gym. I discovered this by accident. Right. So I started going to the gym because I uh, was like, I thought I'd look like shit. Right. And I was like, oh, I, I, it, it was making me angry yeah. and sad. So I started going to the gym. And also I moved closer to one. That was the Which main thing. Which is always thing. brilliant. Right, I always had a membership at a different one, but I never went, because it was like a 25 minute walk to get there. And Mate. I was like, well, obviously I'm never, gonna, I'm never gonna go there. My gym was 10 minutes from my flat yeah. when I was in Greenwich and I was there all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I now live yeah. five minutes walk from a gym and I'm there constantly. And I went during the World Cup and they would show the games on the screens and I would just run watching yeah, the right. games. And it was, uh, was like this is great yeah and then it was like, also i wasn't doing edinburgh so it was just like i need to get a sense of achievement from somewhere <laughs> because i'm not writing any jokes and trying anything out yeah. and it's like a cheat code to feeling like you've done something yeah. so i did that and then i discovered from like and then i started doing like other stuff where I'd like use machines or whatever or like lift something right nothing heavy <laughs> just, you know <laughs> bottle of water but then i was thought i'd go being like what i was in a time where i was getting really not anxious is the wrong word but i was very in my head all the time because there was an important decision i had to make right career-wise that I've been mulling over for ages like do I do this or not and I couldn't stop thinking about it and I couldn't decide I just physically yeah. couldn't decide every time I came for the points for yes I then came up with loads for no and right. they were all accurate and anyone I spoke to was like yeah everything you're saying is true on each side <laughs> so like no one was really any help no. and I was like got really in my head about it and then what I realized accidentally from just being at the gym which originally was because I was uh, for aesthetic reasons <laughs> yeah. I realized oh when I'm here 
I can't think about anything else other than counting because yes. I'm just counting reps or whatever. Right, yeah. I can't think about that when I'm here because if you're already listening to a podcast and then you're counting, then that's already too many things. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like... That's so true. So it wasn't until... But what would happen is I would just get that like hour or whatever yeah. where I would just be like, this, that hasn't entered my mind. And then it wouldn't be until it wears off like half an hour later when I'd get home where I would go, oh, right, back to thinking about this yeah, again. Right. It was like, but it was worth it to have that. And Escape. it's a positive thing anyway. Yeah. What I would say, though, is, you know, the whole thing of, like, people are just like, look, if you want to change your life, just, like, go to the gym and eat well, and you'll just feel great. Uh, I literally feel worse than I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> I eat so well at the moment. I go to the gym all the time, and I, I feel so tired and shit all the time. I feel worse than I did before when I just ate pizza and burgers. I feel much worse, and I'm unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's There's just no like, hope for you. Yeah, I'm done. It's fucked. But, um, but you don't feel a sense of, even though you might feel shit, you don't... Only still, in health sense. I mean, I definitely am healthier. Yeah, but, but it's still it a positivity like, to not... To oh, mentally... That, to know that it's not... It's... So, yeah, aesthetically yeah. it's better and mentally it's so yeah. much better. Because you're like, you oh, I feel shit, but it's not because of the shit I'm eating. Yeah, it's made me better at writing as well because then it's like an hour less that you can't write, so you yeah, suddenly yeah, use yeah, the yeah. other time better. So, True. like, if I'm suddenly like, I'm... You know, we were doing that new material gig the other night, and yep. I went to the gym in the day, and then I was like, right, that means I have to write between these hours, and I have yeah. to do it. I can't just sit there, because right. otherwise this is going to be a whole waste of an evening. So I, it's just made everything, it made everything better, just adding a thing. Yes. I think I need to add another thing now, because <laughs> I'm like, I've, I'm used to it now. Yeah. And now I've gotten this thing where I, like, I know all my rhythms, and it's like I know what to do. <laughs> so I don't even really need to count that much. So I'm now just going, it's, it's fuck, another- do another thing. <laughs> I need to get into You need extra, you need effort yeah 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 this is the theme for your whole I need life something, that... maybe I'll get into gambling or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're listening to podcasts and stuff but uh, when you're running you come into a sort of hypnotic state do you find it's useful for uh, thinking of ideas no so no. no so I don't so that's an interesting thing is I went the other day I was um, there's a reservoir right this isn't one of my short stories <laughs> from when I was a kid um, there's a reservoir about an hour's walk from where I live that I used to live with another comedian, Adam Hess. Yes, yes, And yes. he found it just like on Google Maps and went there once. But he runs, he's like Forrest Gump. So like, okay. he'll go for a run, he'll sprint the, all of it and he'll run for an hour. Wow. And then he'll stop running and he won't be out of breath. I mean, he's a fucking weirdo. What? Yeah, yeah. So like, we used to go to the gym together yeah. and he would go on a treadmill next to me and every time he gets a bit, so he put it on like 14 kilometers an hour oh, and be yeah. running. Every time he gets a bit tired, he turns it up instead of because he says no it's just psychological you just need to press something that's mental which is mental yeah that isn't true it's like, no, no no it's not your legs are tired yeah, it's not psychological yeah. you fucking idiot but what he would do is he'd just turn it up and then by the end he'd be running so fast then he'd go back down to the original one and it feels like you're walking right and that is true but still yeah there's another yeah anyway wow. he, so he just like ran once at his reservoir and was like oh it's pretty cool and then months later i was just like trying to do some writing and i've been like i'd been for the last couple of months, I've been sort of hammering it and working really hard yep. and getting my shit together and just like really trying and being really efficient. And then I was just like, fucking chill out. Cause it's got to a point where it's like, I've started going a bit mad with it. Yeah. Where I've been looking at it for too long and I'm just like, <laughs> I can't fucking keep poking these ideas. Just wait. Yeah. So I was just trying to do this writing. I knew I had to leave the house at six and I was just like, I can't do it. You know when you're just trying to do it and you can't even start? Yes. You're just looking at something, you're looking at a page or you're looking oh, at a laptop. You're just going, I literally can't even begin. It's not that I'm trying and I'm not coming up with anything. Yeah. I can't open the document. I can't, <laughs> do, I can't do it. And then I went, well, I can either sit here and try and do it and fail all day. Yep. Leave the house at six and then just be like, what a fucking point? Or I can walk to that fucking reservoir. 
And then I, so I thought to myself, and I might even, because I'm walking to this reservoir, I'll listen to some music, I won't listen to a podcast. And then because I'm walking and I'm just alone and stuff like that, or maybe I'll think of some stuff. But I was like, no pressure on yourself. Mm. Don't feel like you're doing it for that purpose. Just see if it happens. And it absolutely did not happen. <laughs> so I know that's a long-winded way of saying that. <laughs> I realized for me to write, I have to be sat there. I have to sit there. Really? I can't, I'm not even one of those people who can like, you know, things will come to me, yeah. but I'm not even one of those people who can just be like, well, I've just been thinking about it all day and now I've gone on stage and said it exactly how I wanted to. So no, no, no. I have to sit down, I have to write it, and then I have to fucking learn it. Like, wow. Not word for word, but I have to go like, what's the point you're trying to make? And then get right. it in my head so that I can go on stage with it. Mm. I, yeah, I'm, oh, I man. fucking sit there. I always have to do something else. I can't do that. I can't sit mm. and do that. Or what I do, like the other night, I wasn't supposed to be on at, at the old Yeah, road. yeah, yeah, I right. just, I'd gone to, I'd gone to the comedy store because they were doing a charity night and I knew the people. And then Tiff was on and she just went, well, do you want to come to the old road? Yeah. And I'm like, yes. And then I went and I'm like, right. Do, uh, do new stuff in my head I'm like as I had a couple of vague ideas I'm like right just go and do it go yeah, and just yeah, fling yeah. yourself like, like you said earlier I've done that in the past but I yeah. just find it never I can't I don't get out anything out of it well I was I, well, this is the thing when I started doing it the other night and I'm like oh well yeah I've been doing this a long time I'll just get right. by on my personality but they would sort of there was nothing coming off them at all well, flat, initially they were flat, flat. Crowd, yeah. and then I was like oh shit I can't even rely on personality they're just gonna <laughs> stare at me ah <laughs> oh, god and i shat myself and just kept pushing and kept pushing mm. and got some laughs and then and then chucked out a couple of old bits that i know work and and it just i got through it yeah, yeah. But, it, but on the way back i felt a sense of achievement well but, imagine yeah. how i felt when i went on and had the exact same reaction with the audience having written all of it <laughs> having sat there and fucking gone you know what that's good then gone on stage and done the exact same thing and, and then they gone just like, went <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like that all night though for everyone it was like they were yeah. just like you know sometimes it goes like that doesn't it I mean, but there was no animosity from them no, 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 they, were, was, they were enjoying it yeah. they just weren't very vocal yeah yeah, yeah. you know because Tiff was busting her ass yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to get them going and yeah it's, it's, it's sometimes it's weird how our entire room of people that don't know each other Lock into it. All agree. Yeah, they go. No one here is funny. We're not going to laugh at anything. <laughs> to be honest, everyone did. It was like it was the level of a Numa's Hero gig where, like, sometimes you do old rope specifically in Numa's Hero gigs where it's too good, yeah. and then you get a bit complacent with a new bit and you don't edit it. Yeah. And sometimes you do it where it's so bad that you just think, I'll never ever say that again, <laughs> which is not what you should do either. No. But no. that was like the level where you go, there's just enough encouragement in these ideas that I will actually try yeah. next time. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, but this has been great. I've enjoyed this. It's been all right, hasn't it, it's Paul? Been great. Anything yeah. you want to ask, Paul? Because I know you have some, sometimes I forget to ask things or there's something that. No, I don't think so. I've I've listened to some some of these back, Mm. and sometimes you'll you'll chip in with a question, and I go, oh shit, yeah, I should have asked that. (laughs) Because I say I'm not Paxman, I just come up, I want to have a chat, and then. How was your life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how's, it, how's your life been? That's, <laughs> what that's the question. How's your life? How's your life been? How's your fine. mum? She all right? She's absolutely yeah, fine, she's I think. Fine. Yeah. You think? She texted me last night about some Hall & Oates tickets. <laughs> <laughs> she's got good taste then. She was, um, I bought her some, me and my brother bought her Hall & Oates tickets for Christmas and she just texted me. It's not, the gig's at the end of April. Right. Uh, when will this podcast go out? That is a month away. And yeah. she she suddenly said I'm, I've suddenly realised I don't have those tickets am I supposed to have those tickets or are they coming to you and I was like it don't it's in a fucking month just chill out it was like 11pm yeah like, she just said this moment yeah 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 it was like you've woken up in a cold sweat going oh my god the Hollow Knights tickets but uh well you know yeah. the same, I mean you were in, you were 
in prob you're having problems. You're having, you know, your kidneys were hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get in the way of James Taylor. My mum probably, yeah, my mum, yeah, exactly. My mum was just going, you know what, I need to stop making excuses and figure out where these tickets are. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I walked to a reservoir, yeah. nothing. I need to deal with these problems. Yeah. Reese, for the love of God, where are these tickets? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's been all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's been great. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you, Reese. Pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure. What a treat! And what we'll do, if you want, we'll send you a copy of it when it gets edited. Paul does the editing. You can just have it. I like yes. Because Simon Evans said to me, um, I said to him, I said, do you want to listen to it? And he went, nah, publish and be damned. Yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah. get it out. That podcast's mad because one, it's far too detailed on economics. From I went well off it. Well, that's why I said at the beginning it was like it, it was, was mad. Well, there was a moment where he was just saying, I was saying this to you the other day, when he's like, so let's say the average household, if you're taking two average wages of twenty-five grand and say thirty-five grand, the average household is on, and he was just like doing all this and divided by twelve because that's the amount of yeah, that was it. That was and you're just going through all of this stuff, yeah. and you're just there and like going, yeah. <laughs> but he was going, yeah. So that's what that would be. Well, that would be fifty-six billion. And I'm like, yeah. I was wasn't even close. May I, uh, <laughs> may I stop listening immediately? But he, uh, it was one of those ones where he was go he started doing this sum, and it was a bit where I was on the tube, and the tube got really loud, and uh, I didn't rewind. No, no, because it yeah. it, it, suddenly I could hear it again, and it was the end of the sum, and I was like, I don't need to know. You don't need to know. <laughs> I love Simon Evans, but when he was, yeah, he got so detailed about economics. But he's like, all that's oh, his, it's his whole, whole brand. Thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> all right. Thanks, oh, great man. stuff. Insane in the membrane. So there we are, Reese James. I told you, didn't I? A very confident young man, very funny. Uh, he really showed me a thing or two. <laughs> Bloody kids. Um, if you've uh, suffered any of the symptoms discussed in this podcast, then visit anxietyuk.org.uk for more information, help, and support. And uh, everything will be there for you. So uh, yeah, get on, get on to that. Next time, I have a chinwag with Jen Brister. There is a fear about um, gay parenting because being gay is all about sex. Yeah. It's so, and also, because you're gay, you're already a deviant because you're deviating from whatever the norm yeah. is. And on top of that, your, your, your sex life is weird and different. And <laughs> I don't want my kids to know about your sex life. And it's like, well, why? Yeah. I mean, do you think I'm genuinely having that conversation with my children? <laughs> like, oh, kids, come, and, come and over here, we'll have a chat with mum about, yeah, look, listen, if you want to know why mum and I have got short nails, here's why. You know, like, <laughs> we're not having that conversation with our children. Not, Thanks to Comedy Central for the venue, Zen Ongaku for the music, and Jade Adams once again for the inspiration. My producer, as always, is Mr Paul Daniels at darkhorsedigital.co.uk, and I've been Rich Wilson. Till next time. Ta-da. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.